0: hello 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 it is the one and only Trina Nicole your fly girl with fibro and welcome back to the fly girl with fibro podcast I'm so happy you are joining me for episode eight and I want to start off by saying happy belated mother's day to all of my fly moms out there I definitely hope that you were celebrated and loved on uh, for all of the things that you do May is also Fibro Awareness Month, so shout out to all of my Fibro Fearless Warriors and all of my Fibro Fearless Moms out there. I definitely hope that you all have been able to engage in a little bit of extra self-care in this month of May. So speaking of Mother's Day, I actually have been involved in the last couple weekends and a lot of really dope Mother's Day events. Um, so shout out to Sierra of the Mommypreneur Company and had me on the Mother's Day Lunch and Learn panel. I definitely hope that we were able to pour into and give some great insight and advice to all of the Mommypreneurs and moms that want to start their own businesses. And um, it was a really, really great event. So shout out to her. Shout out to Tia of Salon Morado um, for the Balancing It All seminar. I was also on that panel. And we were really talking about, like, how do you balance being a mom, a wife, a friend, a business owner, you know, moms. We wear a lot of hats. So we definitely were able to uh, give our advice and our insight on how do we learn how to balance it all. And I don't think any mom really has that down pat. Right. But. We do the best that we can, right? Um, and then shout out to Aziza and all of the beautiful ladies of the pretty, plus size, and powerful team. They had me on the panel at the Way Speeds Wine Dance and Wellness Expo. And again, it was another great opportunity to kind of just uh, be open and honest and transparent about, you know, what what it means to be a mom and balancing everything that we're trying to do but also balancing taking care of ourselves and our own self-care and you know that's so important to me and that you are always going to hear me talk about putting yourself first sometimes engaging in better self-care especially as moms because how can we really be happy healthy moms or I'm sorry how can we be good moms if we are not happy and healthy and taking care of ourselves right so, all of these spaces were great. Um, they were really spaces of like learning and growing and evolving and women pouring into each other. You know, they were safe spaces, non judgmental. We were able to have like open and honest dialogue, conversation, support each other. And these kind of spaces are really needed. Being a mom is hard, there's no manual. And a lot of times we are growing and evolving right along with our kids. I mean, if you're like me, I had my son when I was 18 years old, I was literally a baby having a baby, hadn't even really, like, no idea what I was doing, (laughs) Um, and then my mom, again, a baby having a baby, she had me when she was 16, so I often do say I feel like my mom and I were kind of, like, growing up together, Um, so you know, it's hard. So we kind of just take it day by day. We're learning and growing and evolving right along with our kids. Of course, there's going to be bumps in the rows, there's going to be things that we experience that we've never experienced. And how do we overcome those obstacles and those hurdles? Um, it's a lot there, you know, there's no handbook, there's no manual, mom ain't easy for sure. And yes, our kids are always a priority. But again, like, how can we be good moms if we're not taking care of ourselves? We have to be happy and healthy to show them what that looks like, right? Because we do lead by example. Our kids are always watching and listening, even when we think they're not. So again, self-care is so important uh, if you're a mom. And then to all my moms that we're, you know, fighting these invisible illnesses and these battles that everybody doesn't see all the time. It's even more important to engage in that self-care. I'm here now wrapped up in my heated blanket because my body is just like done at this point, honey. I've been doing so much and just go, go, go. And I'm at all these events and I'm doing better though. I've been bringing flats like my, my little chonklos, my, my flip flops. Um, so I put the heels on just to kind of be cute on a panel and I'll take them right off because I talk about this every time like me trying to be fly girl and that never goes well so I'm learning right but shout out to all the moms that really are active engaging moms you're pouring into guiding teaching loving on your kids you know it's so important because unfortunately like these days I just feel like a lot of these kids there's no support there's no guidance they're kind of falling in between the between the cracks kind of falling by the wayside so shout out to you moms that really you know take that mom role seriously you know we're we are raising the future and unfortunately i'm i mean this is just my opinion how i feel like this is our future look it's not (laughs) It's, It's looking a little dim I'm hoping that we can brighten it up But just some of the things that are going on I know in our city We have a big problem with these kids I mean like 12 years old 13 years old Stealing people's cars They call them stoles You know stealing people's cars No regard for You know how hard people have to work For things that they have And they just feel like they can come and take Somebody's car And then crash it it's just it's been insane and I'm actually kind of fearful for the summer and like what that looks like these teen drivers um you know just like speeding through traffic and then they, they end up like flipping these cars having these accidents there was one where um the friend was like driving so fast and she ended up killing her friend because she crashed so again shout out to the moms that know where their kids are their mom their kids are not out stealing cars and just involved in shit that they shouldn't be involved in and speaking of that I actually took my oldest son to driver's ed orientation and I'm like oh my gosh I'm not ready (laughs) like my baby is gonna be driving like that's insane to me like how do I how am I old enough to have a son to be that's gonna start driving soon like I'm still trying to process that. But on the flip side, I did tell him, I'm like, oh, just so you know, (laughs) you are going to be my chauffeur. I'm going to straight be like, you're my Uber driver. All these years that I've been driving back and forth to tournaments and practices and games and karate and all this stuff. Like, listen, (laughs) he's like, no, mom. I'm like, oh, yes, that's what we're doing. (laughs) So good job uh, to all the moms that are stepping up, doing what you're supposed to be doing um, when it comes to raising these kids. I see you. I am you. Even on the days that you want to give up, because, honey, I've had those days. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I still have those days like I just can't do this anymore. (laughs) Sometimes it's just overwhelming and it it gets to be a lot. And mommyhood is not pretty all the time. Right. But even on your worst days, sis, you are still a good mom. So, I want you to stay encouraged. Don't give up. I know sometimes we want to give up, but we can't do that, right? So, the panel that I was on, I was saying, um the one I was most recently on, it really it got deep. It was a little emotional. I'm not going to lie. I think I got a little teary-eyed talking about my journey with motherhood, and we were able to just keep it real. It was raw, it was transparent. Um, and some of the things we were talking about, like, how do you balance being a mom, working a nine to five, being a mompreneur, um, balancing like all the things your kids have going on? Like, how do you find balance with all that? And again, me being completely open and honest and transparent, girl, I don't know. <laughs> I literally I take it day by day. Um, I'm learning to. You know, everything isn't going to be perfect all the time. You, As much as you try to plan things out, it doesn't always go that way. So I'm still on the journey of learning how to balance. What I will say, though, is I try to be very aware of what my kids have going on. Again, I have three boys. They're all actively engaged in some type of activity. I think that just like sports and karate and things like that, whether you have boys or girls, it just teaches, it gives them like an outlet, Um, Sometimes just to um, if they're dealing with maybe like feelings and emotions or frustrations, like I feel like it gives them kind of an outlet. It it teaches them teamwork. Right. Um, So I try to always be aware and I have my boys schedules like in my phone. I try to um, put them into my calendar just like as reminders because literally like you could tell me right now, my son has a game tomorrow and I'll be like, wait, what time is the game tomorrow? (laughs) Like my mind is like in 50 different places at one time. So I do try to uh, be cognizant and aware like, okay, what do my boys have going on before I can commit to being in your event or being on your panel Or, you know, whatever I have going on, because I do get, you know, a lot of requests, which is awesome and that's dope, and I'm proud, but i still have to be a mom right i can't miss all of their things but i will say uh moms we tend to you know kind of feel guilty like dang like i'm missing something to pursue what i'm doing and i want you to get out of that because i you know i struggle with that too and even with having Fyro struggling with feeling guilty like mom just i don't feel good i might not be able to make it to a game but just always keeping that communication open like okay so mom has this going on today But I will be at the tournament tomorrow, you know, so just like being honest, let them know what's going on. So they don't feel like, you know, you're just missing out on what they got going on. And it's hard because they grow so fast. Um, So I would definitely say like that's one way that I try to balance is just being aware of like schedules and how I'm scheduling things and really trying to not overbook myself. And I'm not going to lie. The month of April, I didn't do any fly girl stuff. I kind of took that month off because since I released everything just in November, like I've already done traveling and events and speaking and that's great and it's dope and I love it and keep the requests coming. But I I was like, okay, in April, I'm not doing anything flagger on these weekends. Like I need a a little bit of a break. And then now I'm back full force in May. I literally have done something every weekend of May. So it's definitely like doing what works for you. Um, And then some other things that we talked about is like, where does our support come from being moms? Like, again, we're being so many things to so many people trying to balance home life, work life, you know, being a mompreneur. And um, I think it is important to have a strong support system. You always hear me talk about my sister friends. Um, They are my support. Uh, uh, one sister Fee, shout out to my sister Fee in Indiana Uh, we, you know, we FaceTime we talk, we text, just like able to vent to each other my sister friends and our group text that be lit and it's funny and we support each other and me and my best friend just taking we always call it like a best friend date taking that time out to just go and talk and have a drink or have some dinner so i definitely think having a strong support system not even just being a mother but just a strong support system in general is so important for us we also kind of talked about like how do we help our own kids when sometimes we're still trying to help ourselves right and that's what i was talking about earlier like there's no um, guide there's no manual to how to do all of this so how I answer that question is I feel like my kids have kind of been through a lot in a short amount of time especially my oldest son um, if you've read my book you know a little bit of the background and the story of like their dad kind of being in and out of jail end up being in prison for three years and I definitely saw how that affected him Um, And me not really knowing like what to do about it. It, I saw his like a change in his attitude. I have never had any issues out of him. I mean, he was like the best baby. (laughs) He was always just like very, he's very chill. His demeanor is naturally like he's very relaxed. So I, I noticed that change. And when I finally like had a conversation, it was basically, he was like, I don't know what to do. Like I miss my dad. So... You know, it's hard, like trying to help our kids because and while while we're going through our own stuff and we're, you know, going through things ourselves. So I always say, you know, I'm an advocate for therapy. I'm always going to suggest it. I think it's great to have like that third party objective view, kind of giving you some insight, and some tips and advice. So I try to take the tools that I've learned in therapy and like, how can I apply this with to my kids? Um, I do think that making sure that your kids know that home is a safe space, your feelings are valid, I won't minimize your feelings, you can come and talk to mom about whatever and I'm here to listen. And unfortunately, I think a lot of kids don't have that, Um, but especially moms of boys, right? Because we live in like this hyper masculine society and boys think that they have to walk around just being so tough, and we can't cry. We can't have emotions. We can't feel. And making sure that they know, like, it's okay. It's okay to feel. That's what you're supposed to do. We're human. You know, it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to cry sometimes. You know, so I really hope that I'm doing that for my boys. And I and I believe that I am. But I want them to always know that home is a safe space. You won't be judged necessarily, you know, for things that you feel. I'm going to be always try to be judgment, non-judgmental. I'm going to try to be as neutral as I can to just kind of understand, you know, what they're going through and being able to just, you know, communicate. So I think that's really, you know, one thing, how, how are we, how can we help our kids while we're still trying to help ourselves? And how do we have difficult conversations with our kids? Um, so I was just talking about my oldest son. So when, he was 10 and my middle son was five. And that, and at that point, now I'm pregnant with my third son. You know, their dad went to prison and it wasn't like a gradual like, OK, we there were some court dates and a trial. No, it was on a Saturday. He was arrested and he didn't come back. So that was very abrupt for my kids. That was, you know, they're used to their dad being there. He's very involved. And again, if you've read my book. Um, You have a little bit of insight onto the situation, but it was hard to have to explain to your kids like where their dad went all of a sudden, abruptly kind of ripped out of their lives. They're used to seeing him every day. So it is hard to you know, how do you have those difficult conversations? And again, I think a lot of it is just being honest, being open. Um, your kids knowing that they can come and talk to you about how they're feeling and just like, so it's a lot. Like I said, a mommyhood, motherhood, is not always pretty. It, it, it is hard, but I also want you to think about, um, again, our self-care and that you can't pour from an empty cup, right? You can't pour into your kids when your cup is empty, I just want you to think about and know that it's okay to do for yourself sometimes. It's okay to splurge on yourself. It's okay to splurge on your self-care, especially when you're a mom, especially if you deal with an invisible illness or any kind of illness, especially if you're a mom and you deal with some type of invisible illness, fibro, mental health, depression, Crohn's, lupus, all of those things. It's it's okay. You It's almost like, Necessary um, To do so And I think a lot of us struggle with mom guilt And we have to get out of that Like you can't feel guilty for doing For yourself sometimes Right You can't feel bad for doing for yourself Or feel guilty if you miss One game or activity Whether it's because you're not feeling well Or because you got something else Going on Whatever It's okay You know And don't feel guilty about it. Don't let other people make you feel guilty for doing for yourself. Don't let other people have that say so or that power over you that, you know, to make you feel bad or feel guilty for what you need to do for your own self-care, your own mental health, your own sanity. Do not let other people make you feel guilty everybody's mothering is different. It looks different. And being on all these panels, I very much know that to be true. And I've heard it and I've seen it. All of our mommying, quote unquote is different. So don't let you know, somebody that thinks they got it all together and this is what you're supposed to be doing as a mom and do it. Okay, girl, that's cool. That works for you. But this is what works for me. And this is what I'm going to do. So don't let other people make you feel guilty don't feel guilty or feel bad for stepping out of that toxic relationship or marriage don't feel guilty or that feeling like i'm the bag i'm breaking the family up right a lot of us have been in that position in that circumstance like i have to choose my own health and my happiness and my sanity So the best thing for me to do is step out of this situation, this relationship, this marriage. It's toxic. It's not healthy because our kids, this is what they're learning from. And I'm being totally transparent. I'm I'm still working on that and I'm still struggling with that. It's hard to not feel guilty that, you know, you're so busy trying to give your kids what you never had. That sometimes you stay in situations thinking it's for the greater good, when in reality, you're kind of teaching them, and I'm guilty of this, and I and I do still struggle with this, like feeling guilty, I sometimes say, like, I feel like I've damaged my kids. Just because some of the things that they've probably seen or heard or the way that we've communicated, like this is what I'm teaching them. They're going to think that this is okay, that this is how things are supposed to go. And it's not. So on that that particular issue, sis, I'm still working on that. I still struggle with that. So I I see you and I, I know that you're not alone in that struggle. So I just wanted to, you know, say that. Um, And you can't feel guilty or feel bad for standing up for yourself, right? Whatever the situation, um, especially when it comes to our kids, like at some point, sometimes you have to put your foot down about whatever the situation is, and you can't feel bad or feel guilty about that. Never feel guilty or feel bad for protecting your peace. Did you catch that? Do not feel guilty or bad for protecting your peace, Whatever that is for you, whatever, if it's your home space, you know, whatever your peace is, you have to protect it at all costs. And you cannot let anybody make you feel bad or feel guilty for doing so. I, I say all the time, you know, I try to make my home is our safe space. I want the energy in my house to be good and pure and positive. Listen, I sage, I burn my Palo Santo, I burn my candles. I'm always trying to make sure that the energy in my house is good because that's what I want my boys to be raised in that kind of environment. So I can't feel bad about trying to protect that, right? Don't feel guilty or feel bad for doing what's best for you. Do not feel guilty or bad for doing what's best for you and not letting somebody else manipulate or guilt trip you for doing so. Again, I'm going to reiterate this point. How can we be good moms to them if we ourselves are not happy and health- healthy? Do not feel bad for doing what's best For you and your happiness and your sanity. Again, transparent. I'm still working on that. Don't feel guilty or bad for putting ourselves first sometimes. It's okay. And also, it's okay to not be okay. But you can't live in that space too long. So you have to figure out how to get out of that space. And if that means doing things that you know other people might not like or they think that you shouldn't be doing or whatever do what you gotta do sis a lot of times we're bearing the weight of the world on our shoulders especially as moms a lot of us as women of color those of us that are mom women of color and deal with invisible illnesses like it's a lot it's a lot so eventually though that weight is gonna weigh you down So you can't continue to just uh, bear the weight of the world on your shoulders. And that's where your support system comes in. That's when it's knowing that it's okay to ask for help sometimes and don't feel guilty for doing that and don't feel bad because a lot of us are like, I got this. Like, I don't need nobody's help. I got this. But we're we're starting to buckle under that pressure, buckle under that weight. It's okay to ask for help. And not feel bad or feel like you're failing as a mom because you asked for help. I think a lot of us struggle with that. Like we don't want to let them see us sweat. But you know you can't it's it's too much sometimes. I think a lot of us struggle with this. Stop feeling guilty or bad about what you would have could have should have done differently. Trust and believe that I struggle with that some of the decisions and choices that I've made looking back, like that's not probably what I should have did, or that's not the choice that I should have made, or I should not have stayed in this situation. Don't feel guilty. It's it's done and over with, right? All you can really do, do is learn from it and grow from it and evolve and move forward so that you know the next time how to make a better decision I think everything in life you know we're constantly just learning and growing and evolving like I said before so I don't want you to feel guilty about what you could have done different or the decisions that you made in the past you know it is what it is at this point so why are you gonna harbor on and spend energy on what you would have could have should have done differently and I know a lot of us struggle with that and again I'm working on that myself so And also realizing in that, that it's okay. Like you did the best that you could do at that time. Sometimes we can only do with what we know, what we learn, with the tools that we have. So, you know, again, I don't want you to feel guilty for that. And again, I'm, and that's totally me speaking to myself on that point. You know, it's a lot of things I could have did differently. It's a lot of things I should have did differently. It's a lot of things I wish I would have done differently, but that's how you evolve into the person that you are. If I didn't go through those things, I couldn't be sitting here talking to you or, or writing in my book, my journey, you know, my story wouldn't have maybe been as relatable or me being able to help other people because I've been through these things. Right. And sometimes it's hard to give to others what we never got ourselves. Right. I was 18, a baby having a baby. My mom was 16, a baby having a baby. My grandma was a baby having a baby, right? So it's kind of like this cycle almost of, you know, in our family of people of us having babies really young. So it's like when you're still kind of a baby and a child yourself, like it's hard to give what you never got or give or teach what you were never taught. So I don't want you to feel bad or feel guilty about that. It's hard to break those generational curses those generational cycles and it's hard to not be to not beat ourselves up for the decisions that we have made but again we do the best with what we know we do the best with what the tools that we have we do the best with the information that we have it is what it is you know what i'm saying so i don't want you to like feel bad and keep feeling guilty like let that burden go release that And a lot of us do this. Stop holding yourself to this like ridiculously high standard. You know, nobody, no mom is perfect. And I know for me, you know, I struggle with that, too. Like just feeling like I always have I've always been like an overachiever. So, of course, even in motherhood, I want to overachieve. But it's not realistic again motherhood isn't pretty all of the times and you don't have to be the perfect mom there is no such thing as a perfect mom the mom that is you know not working as a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling and you know that works for sis but that still doesn't make her any more of a mother than a mom that has to put her baby in daycare and go work a nine to five like all of our mothering is different all of our motherhood is different so you don't have to be the perfect mom. There's no such thing. And don't compare yourself. Right? I mean, take notes for sure. If you see a mom that's doing something and she's doing it well, reach out. Commend her. First of all, commend her. Like, I see you, sis. Like, you are the bomb mom. But ask for some advice. Like, okay, I see that you're doing this really well. Like, how do you do that? Or can you give me any advice or tips? I mean, we all use in social media, you know, and... I know sometimes that's hard Because everybody is not really like Necessary like their true authentic self So sometimes they post things And it looks perfect Mm, So you know on that point I'm going to digress But you know if, if it's a mom that you know Like hey sis I see you do this really well You find like how do you balance You know ask for help sometimes Ask for that advice Ask for those tips You don't have to be in this mom thing alone So One thing, too, I want us to realize is that our kids are always watching, right? They're learning from us. And sometimes we're guilty about the time that we didn't spend with them. And it goes by so fast. And I think especially with my oldest son, who's 15, I struggle with this a little bit because I do feel like his younger years, not that I was an absent mom, but I was working, I always was like working two jobs. I moved out right after I had him. I was 19 years old with my own apartment, my first car. I f- completely furnished it on my own. Like, you know, I'm gonna give myself a pound the back. I was doing it for, to be 19. But in doing all of that, I was always working two jobs and I was trying to finish college. So it was a lot. So now looking back, I can see how he might have felt like I wasn't always there and maybe I wasn't always present and I struggle with that. Him and his dad are very close and I had a conversation with him and I said, you know, I just feel like maybe we're not as close as we could be or we should be. And he's like, no mom, we are. He was like, but I'm really close with my dad because when I was younger, you weren't there. You weren't always around. And that, and that really like, made me sad and it made me tear up because as a child he didn't see that when well, mom wasn't there because I was working two jobs and I was going to school and trying to take care of you so as a child he didn't see that but I'm glad we had that discussion because I, I otherwise I wouldn't have known that that's how he felt but let me tell you wh- why I'm proud because now even though you know maybe I wasn't and maybe still I'm not always as present as I could be But I'm going to tell you, like, I'm so proud because my 15 year old is already thinking about entrepreneurship. He's seen his mom. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 23 years old. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I own boutiques. I'm now, you know, grinding, doing all of this fly girl stuff. Um, Like, he sees that and he notices that. So, my 15 year old son is already talking about how he wants to start his own grass and lawn cutting business this summer. And he's going to make business cards and flyers. And he's going to go talk to the neighbor. Listen, that I'm proud of that because that entrepreneurship and that hard working spirit, like that's rubbing off on him. So if it's anything that he noticed and learned from me, he knows that mom's going to grind. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to work hard. So I'm very proud of that. My 15 year old is already thinking about what his future looks like. And he said, mom, I'm not sure if I want to go to college. I'm like, That's fine. What is it that you're thinking that you want to do? I'm not going to be the mom that's going to make you, you you do something that you don't want to do. I'm not going to put that pressure on him. If he don't want to go to college, he don't have to go to college. But what is your plan? What is it that you want to do? He's like, I know I want to be an entrepreneur and I think I'm going to get into real estate because we've had that discussion about how having, owning a property, how it's a good investment. He saw me grind to buy the house that we live in. Right. So kids are always watching and noticing and they're learning from us. So I'm very proud of that. He's probably going to be mad if he knows that I'm I'm reading this. But I want y'all to um, my Mother's Day card and I'm even getting emotional right now because even though I feel like maybe we're not as close as we could or should be. I want to read you what he wrote and I'm just like my heart is so full. He said, Dear Mom, I am grateful to share every day with you. Your creativity and your willingness to try something new influences me a lot, as well as your confidence and your strive to achieve any obstacle that's put in front of you. I may not show my emotions well, but I appreciate everything you do for me. Despite our ups and downs, I cherish every moment I get with you and all the things that you do for me. I love you. And I'm even getting emotional reading that now because we've been through a lot together. And like I said, I struggle with feeling like maybe I wasn't as present for him as I needed to be, or even now with a lot of things that I do, maybe I'm not as present for my boys as I could be. But I think at the end, it's all for the greater good. And they know that their mom loves them and they see me working hard. And so my five-year-old made a mother's day card at school and it was like filling the blanks. And it said... My mom, something my mom does well is she sells her books. My mom looks pretty when she goes to her events. So my five-year-old, you know, is watching and noticing and learning. And he sat by me one day and and I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm planning an event. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, what kind of event? And he was saying everybody he's going to invite to his event. So my point is, you know, they're always listening and learning and growing and evolving we're kind of all doing that together so we have to lead by example we might not make it to every baseball football basketball karate tournament it's okay though you know as long as they know why it's not because mom was out partying and like i'm hungover and i can't go no mom is at an event i'm promoting my brand i'm making these sales but the flip side of that is I do try to spend that quality time, either us all doing something together as a family. We recently I took them to the Dells and we have fun like staying at, um, you know, in the hotel and going to the water park and just spending that quality time. But I also try to individually spend time with them. So recently my son and I went To dinner just by ourselves and I know they probably were thinking because everybody always thinks that's my boyfriend I'm like no that's my son (laughs) but we really you know really got some one-on-one time and just talking and So I love it. And then my five-year-old recently, he's my creative. So I found a place where we could go paint pottery or paint canvases. So we spent an afternoon doing that. So just making sure that, you know, we're still nurturing those relationships with our kids. um, I think is very important. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. But again, I just want you moms, you know, self-care is important. Self-care is necessary. Necessary, we can't be good moms to them if we're not taking care of ourselves and we're not happy and healthy. Remember that you cannot pour from an empty cup all the time, so make sure that you're, you know, lo- loving on yourself as well and lo- relying on your support system and asking for help when you need that help. And just know, like, you don't have to feel guilty for the decisions that you've made you know, feel bad for things that you've done. You don't have to feel bad for doing for yourself and putting yourself first and putting, making yourself a priority. So I just wanted to, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Episode eight. Um, again, if you want to reach me, definitely flygirlwithfibro.com, at flygirlwithfibro on all social media, feel free to reach out come to some events actually if you're in the milwaukee area on sunday may 26th i am having the cosmos and combo event i definitely hope that uh, i will see you there get your tickets online i have a dope panel of women um, so we can really engage in some more of this conversation so again if you're in the milwaukee area go ahead and head on to flygirlwithfibro.com or flygirlwithfibro on all social media to find out more about that event. It is my first event in my summer of self-care series. So definitely check that out as as well as the other events that I have coming up. So I definitely hope that you took something away from today. Um, Mom, it ain't easy. It's hard. It's not always pretty, but you got this, sis. So take care and I will talk to you soon.